0: Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastors Podcast, sponsored by ODG
1: Apparel. I am one of your hosts, Michael. And I'm Rob. Glad you're here to listen in while we talk about church, theology, and everything in between. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Babylon
0: Pastor Podcast with your host, Michael.
1: And Rob.
0: Nice. I need you but to introduce yourself. Yeah, but I think you should introduce yourself to just every day. Every day, people like that. Like when people come to your church, like, "Hey, I'm." <laughs> just wait, yeah. I think the attendance will go up. I mean, you think so? It's inevitable. Yeah, yeah. probably. I all mean, just because they're long. waiting so long for you to finish your name, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. form a line. For
1: two hours after church the other day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so guys, this month, in case you're new, we are talking about uh, perceived contradictions within the Bible uh, from an article that will be linked um, in the description and the show notes as well. Uh, we've covered a couple things up to this point, um, and today we're going to be looking at seeing God. So, I'm going to put my atheist hat back on one more time uh, for... <laughs> i know you really love this exercise like i can tell you get yeah done. so here <laughs> um, we go
1: absolutely
0: coming <laughs> into your office pastor hey i know the last two times we talked you were talking all about context and all about you know you know translations and you new know, literacy and all of that sort of thing um but i've got you this time i've got you this time i do so in genesis chapter 32 Pastor let me get my notes out here just (laughs) verse 30 it says i have seen god face to face and my life is preserved but in john chapter 1 verse 18 it says no man hath seen god at any time checkmate again so haha says face to face pastor but no has seen god so what do you have to say about that Uh, hopefully i'm not doing like an overly (laughs) unrepresentative atheist here in fact with the atheists that i've dealt with with the exception of a handful i think i'm being pretty generous so
1: (laughs) yeah well i mean even in the article that had all of these in it that he basically at the end of it the conclusion of it is like you're a moron if you believe any of this junk, you know, I mean, he's, he's really not very nice.
0: No, no, no. So but anyway, it's okay. so, so pastor, I see you're dancing around the issue here and you don't want to talk about it, is it because I got you Is that, is that why?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm actually an atheist now. So. Boom.
0: Mission accomplished. Yeah. So just
1: uh, in an effort to, you know, make, make the point that we've been making all month, don't just pull that one uh it's not even a whole verse statement it's not even a um verse. don't just pull that one statement that i just said right and oh yeah put it all over the internet uh because that, that would, is going to be, be the teaser be trailer on the instagram for why you so <laughs> oh great yeah i was i was hoping so yeah i'm getting fired so pastor rob says i'm an atheist now oh boy
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna take that out of context and email it to one of your elders and be like Great. hey, guys I'm just yeah. I just had a conversation yeah. with them today. You, you
1: can actually call one of them. Uh, call the moderator. The number is five 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 one 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 one. Um that's not enough numbers. <laughs> so yeah, no. Uh this I mean that's that's actually of the of the things that have been brought up. Mm-hmm. That is Um, the, the one so far that I feel like, um, a believer could walk up and ask, Mm. um, even one who studies, right? Because that, that the words are difficult, yeah, right? And, um, however, um, one of the things to note is that, um, Hosea. Actually, speaks about this, um, this moment in Jacob's life mm-hmm. in Hosea twelve four, and he's talking about this instance, and and he said um, says that he sort of he fought with the angel and prevailed, right? So, um, God does not have a body. First of all, mm-hmm. that you would see his face, um, we know this from. Many scriptures uh, jacob Jacob what Jacob is actually saying here is um, that he's speaking to the divinity of this person, angel, whatever it, it would have been um, and um, so again the the context the the idea behind what is being said, what they're actually saying, um, is, is something that has to be studied, right? Because these, again, these two verses in particular, if you're gonna, if you're gonna take something out of context, um, excuse me, you can, you could actually read a little bit further in the context of these two and still come away with, but what, um, And and so I get it. This is, this is one that I actually feel like, okay, I get this question because it's hard, right? Unless you, unless you really look into it and know what, know what's being said. Um, The, the take on this is that this is an angel. Um, It's an angelic being, not the face of God himself, because again, the one of the miraculous things about Christ coming is that God became man put on skin, put, put on a physical body Mm -hmm. of a human. Um, That's one of the things that um, in uh, Philippians um, gets talked about the humility of, of Christ, um, God, the son, uh, that he would be found in human form. Right. Um, And so that alone uh, would would make us go okay well this person actually wrestled with jacob um this uh, which means there's a body right mm-hmm. which means there there's probably a little bit of brazilian jitsu knowledge um
0: <laughs> they teach that in heaven
1: yeah right yeah yeah it's it's actually zion jujitsu but oh um
0: nice I like, yeah, it, I like, it. no,
1: but I, I think, um, there's, there's uh, clearly this happens to Jacob, he wrestles with this angel. He, um, uh, the, the name behind that what he named the place, um, it, it uh, means face of God, um. Face to face is kind of the the idea, and so that's why that's why it says then, um, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life yeah. has been delivered.
0: Well, and that's the I think, especially with this one for for me specifically when I was looking into it, it's it's very much again a, a linguistical sort of situation. You have to understand um, how the words are being used. So even when, for example. Translators have an enormously difficult job in being able to communicate the, the, what's happening in the text in a way that's going to be understandable to whatever language they're translating it into. So, for example, I was a nearly
1: impossible job. It really is I mean, because the yeah. way it's
0: written. So, I mean, and we're talking about, we're, um, I mean, you're, you're dealing with Hebrew and Greek, which in themselves are two different things entirely already. But I was looking at a Greek passage the other day, and like just going through it word by word and sh- seeing how it's then translated, like there, there's a lot of work that has to be put into that to say how can I actually grasp what's what what's being said in an authentic way here to communicate yeah. the actual sense of what's happening because um, again, not only are you dealing with the translational uh, um, having that difficulty of doing that well, but you're also now having to translate. Uh, Like you said the other day where we were talking about, you know, my mind is blown, like that phrase, right? Or football, Mm -hmm. what that means in different places. So when we're looking at specifically all that to say, when we're getting to the face-to-face, that word there, um, when we're we're trying to figure out, okay, was this a literal face-to-face? Is that what he meant? Or was it something else? We have to look at other places within scripture to see, okay, well, where else is this word used then? What is the sense of this word when it's used other places? And just one example that I did find was um, Deuteronomy chapter five, verse four, I believe. It's it's when they're at the mountain and they they were face to face with God. And the idea here, the sense of it is that it's the presence, right? It's the presence of God. It's this form of God that doesn't necessarily have to be this physicality or a face or anything in that. It's just the presence. And that could be, I mean, what we see in the Old Testament specifically, even the presence of God is just an, an inhabitation of a place. It's not even a physical thing. Um, and I think when we're looking into that, uh, now some people will be like, well, you're just, you know, you're, you're doing gymnastics to get to your conclusion. Well, actually, I mean, again, I, I, I I can understand where that argument would come in, but at the same time, you have to understand that not everything is as cut as dry as you would like it to be. Um, and you can look at just languages now to see that, um, even the forms that we've talked about, just that I referenced that you talked about before you, I mean, you can, see that that's not an easy task even with modern day languages where we're literally using the same word (laughs) but it means something different now um so this is where i think it comes down to and we talked about this in the last podcast where just saying well the bible says so is the worst answer you can probably give because it shows that you've done no work at all (laughs) it's just there you go um You've not looked at the context. You've not looked at the language. You've not looked at, and not, and I, I do, I guess, need to be transparent to say, even in doing some of these things, you're not always going to come out to a conclusion that you understand or is suitable for you. That's just not going to be the case sometimes. Yeah, um, but in this case, um, I think specifically with these verses that we're looking at, when we're looking at that, that word, that face-to-face, we have to look at other places in scripture where it's used in the Old Testament specifically and say, okay, what was how else was this used um and really get down because the the core of the what they would say is the contradiction is did someone actually see god um and i think i don't i the the word he's using here doesn't even um kind of imply that that's not what he's implying again he's making a a, an altar at this place saying that i wrestled and i am you know preserved and there's this covenant and this promise made. so it's the idea here. I mean, again, you have to get the sense of it. Now, again, somebody would probably say that's gymnastics and uh, with the text and that's fine. I'm just going to have to be like, okay, we're going to disagree with that. But I think when it comes down to word usage and not only just word usage, but also cultural context of, I mean, you're you're talking about people from a long long time ago I mean, you mean through a thousand different cultural lenses that we're getting that through and trying to decipher that and go back to that and look and say okay what can we glean from that that we can get a, really uh, the best honest interpretation of what this looks like and how yeah. uh, what we really have to say is how would have how would have jacob have understood this when he's saying it like Um, which is going to be different. If we look at the original word, it's going to be different than what we understand a face-to-face conversation to be. That's um, it's a bit different than that, which just like in the last text that we were looking at last week in the podcast, almost completely, you don't even need to look at John at that point (laughs) because, because after you, after you say, okay, was an actual face-to-face, then the, the verse in John almost becomes, I mean, it's a good thing to read, but it doesn't, it doesn't hold its, um, it doesn't hold its point much past. Cause what John says in chapter one, verse eight, he was he was, um, hold on. I think I'm in the wrong one here. I'm sorry. If you have, I, I, yeah, I've misplaced my note. I'm not in the right spot, but um, anyway, that, that's my point with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've done. I've looked at the wrong one. I had John one um, eight, and I was like, "That's not right. That's yeah, not right at yeah. all." <laughs> Eighteen,
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. This this is um, anthropomorphism.
0: Mm, that's a big word.
1: <laughs> yeah. So just shut the podcast off and go look that up. Um, okay. Oh nothing. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the. Um, Face-to-face with God. Um, so we know from several scriptures that God is spirit. Spirits don't have bodies. Um, the, um, face-to-face with God is just uh, when, like Moses, right? Um, that there's a, a place in scripture that Moses is said to have had face-to-face conversations with God. Right. Um, and then later Moses asks, can I see you? Um, and, and God says, you can see some of me ish, whatever, but you can't see my face, or you'll die. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could use those two scriptures and have the same frustrated contradiction unless mm-hmm. you study the language. Right. Yeah. And unless you understand that face to face, um, when, when, uh, Moses has a quote face-to-face conversation with God. It's really speaking to the intimacy of the conversation, Mm -hmm. not literal physical face-to-face because God doesn't have a physical face like you and I have faces, right? It's, um, it doesn't mean face-to-face. It's an, it's an analogy, right? It's an idiom, a way to put something. Um, and so the, this, thing with Jacob is the same thing. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, he, he doesn't mean I have seen God or I have seen God's face or whatever. Uh, the idea that he's trying to get across is um, I, this, I could have died, right? Like this is the moment I've, I've been through this amazing thing. I've, I've wrestled with an angel. Essentially I've wrestled with the divine. And, um, and I Which can't be believe, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, so the, there's, um, yet my life has been delivered. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in verse 31, it says the sun rose upon him as he passed, um, Penuel, uh, limping because of his hip. Cause the guy, the angel touched his hip and it (laughs) it displaced it (laughs) sort Mm of um the one thing that i
0: do appreciate and this is sort of off topic but sort of on is that when he names it that specifically to remember okay this is where you know i i i had that interaction with god so it always comes back to that and going okay yeah this was i think that's something i think we we were just, I mean, it's totally for podcasts, but we're so, we're lacking that saying Oh, I forget. Like sort of that moment when you go to that same church, maybe that you got saved and you go, Oh yeah, this was the, you know, this is where God met me. That just, that mm-hmm. idea of that intimacy, um, moving on though. Uh, so when you're talking about Moses, I think where we can tie, uh, John one eighteen in is when, you know, we have a lot of just God in the old Testament being this very divine, Holy God that you, you can't see you can't interact with um and this is sort of what we get in john where he says no man has ever seen god the only god who is the father at the father's side that he has made known is this idea that um no one sees him because he's the only god like there's just this build-up of this is you know he's so holy he's so divine um and then connecting that to jesus and that that connection he makes there but there's that that idea of like um just how, just pushing in, I guess, on the holiness of God and, you know, how that's communicated and what that looks like. Um, That it's, it is like a set apartness, but then there's this brought nearness with Jesus in the right hand and there's a whole lot more there too. But
1: yeah, it um, it makes it, it makes it so much more weighty. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like the, the Old Testament concept of God's holiness and like that, that's really what, like you saying, that's, that's really what this idea that you can't see my face means mm-hmm. um, is, is just the, the holiness of God, the, the completely other than of mm-hmm. God um, is, is so completely different is so holy and mighty and perfect that if, if we were in his presence, um, especially without christ right that there's there's nothing but death
0: well i mean um, it goes back to what you said before i mean every knee will bow every tongue will confess yeah. like it doesn't matter when you're in his presence it's over like, like there's not a you can stand up against this god and uh have some sort of debate <laughs> like right. that's not it's not a thing that happens um so yeah. anyway so uh, the next next week is there anything you want to tie up with this one as we kind of end this episode
1: um i mean i don't think so i I think this is a a good example of um not only context right it's not only context that's important but it's this idea that um that uh, it's it's a deeper study in this case, Mm -hmm. right it's deeper than just reading not just read that verse but read that chapter or read those two chapters or whatever um, that you must do right but even further in this case you have to look at the language maybe not even hebrew okay if that's not something at your disposal then then just you know what you could google search <laughs> honestly at this point yeah. in history you could google search something like um there's a plenty of rabbit holes you could go down right see God face to face uh, yep. in scripture or something like that and you're going to come away with some stuff that um that that are that are good right so another, mm-hmm. a really good place to go online is gotquestions.org yeah it's one of those it's one of those mm-hmm. places that that um will do some of that uh, or has done some of that research already Right. So if you don't have any tools at your disposal, it's 2021. I'm sure you have a phone and Google and there are things that you can trust that are out there. Also a lot of things that you can't trust that are out there.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so i was saying you're going to have to be very discerning on what kind of rabbit hole you go yeah. down. Cause there's some nutty, nutty stuff out there. Um, this was one thing. And I'm glad you said that because it reminded me before we ended this podcast, it goes back to what we talked about last week. Um, as a parent, like if you don't think it's important for you, just you yourself to specifically be in the Bible, um, like this should at least hopefully wake you up a bit, especially if you're going through the Bible with your kids, if your kids, your kids are going to have questions about the Bible eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're not in it and at least have the tools at your disposal that you've kind of practiced yourself in order to, to look into this, that's going to leave you at a disadvantage. Um, to when those questions do come because you're going to be like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't like <laughs> it's in the Bible. Right. Um, so yeah. the idea is that you need, this is something you need to practice now, like start getting in the habit of, I mean, and again, I think Rob would agree here. I'm, we're not saying that you need to have like six hours of study every day. Like that's impossible, but I mean, as you're reading and something perks your interest and you go, huh, okay, I need to look into that. I do that all the time. When I'm listening to the Bible on the way to work, if something happens, I take a screenshot real quick because it shows what verse it's on and then I can go, okay, I need to go back to that later and look into it. Um, It's just stuff like that to where you can sit down 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day and, you know, not watch that next Netflix show that you want to watch and actually get into the Bible and be like, oh, okay, well that's what this means. Or that's what, you know, to do that, because you're gonna. Here's the thing: you're gonna have like you're gonna have questions, and your kids are gonna have questions, and your friends are gonna have questions. um So you need to have the tools at your disposal too.
1: I I did a an, a night, and I think I told you about this last maybe last month when we recorded or something, but um but I did a night uh, and do from time to time um where I go into the youth group, yeah, and just get pounded with their questions and stuff, and I don't get to prepare and whatever. Um, and, and that's terrible to, you, to, to your point because I don't know what questions they're going to ask. yeah to your point like, like they do ask the the obvious questions you would expect. Every time I do this, there is uh, some question about uh, can you be a Christian and a homosexual right? like there are the things culturally that you know teenagers are asking right but um, to the point you're making, there were questions last time that they had that were like, wow! I can't believe that that's the level that you're thinking about Scripture. Mm-hmm. There, there were questions like, um, could Judas have repented? Yeah, um, that comes up a lot online. Mm-hmm. You know, but but that that's a that's something that if you're not prepared for these kinds of things, if you haven't jumped into the word with a big cannonball splash and yeah. and made it your life as a believer to get this is how we get to know god <laughs> right um and so there, there and it's it is okay to say you know what i don't know let me yeah. get back to you right like that that's okay yeah. or hey that's a good question buddy let me figure that out and i'll come back and talk yeah
0: to the you idea, idea here isn't to have all right. the answers is to have the tools to be able to find yeah Some semblance of what you know, you can answer that too. So, yeah, good deal. So next week we talk about human sacrifice. That should be fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and 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 it's it's ironic because I actually needed to do one of those here in just a little bit. So,
0: also, this is the last episode of the Badway Pastor Podcast. So, no (laughs) joke. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, bye. (laughs)